Law Talk with Bill Sherwood is brought to you by Sherwood Legal Services. The lawyers on air are not able to give advice about any given person's legal problem over the air. Giving legal advice requires confidentiality. Attorney-client privilege won't protect conversations literally being broadcast from a radio. If you call into this show, the attorneys don't represent you unless you sign a retainer. No paperwork, no representation. You have no expectation of privacy or attorney-client privilege on a call. This is a live broadcast. It does not get less confidential than this. The attorneys can't predict how any given legal matter will turn out. Lawyers give legal advice. They can't give you tailored advice about your legal problems without an in-person interview. Please call in with your general legal questions. This is Talk Radio 680, WCBM, and WCBM.com. It's time now for Law Talk with Bill Sherwood. Welcome to yet another Law Talk. It's another beautiful Sunday. I'm glad we actually dodged the bullet and didn't get flooded out. Yep. Um, so, um, you know, with that uh, and music coming on, you know, I thought Yosef was going to break out into the electric slide over there or something or other. Uh, you know, So I guess we did choose a good intro song, right? I love this jazz. <laughs> He's in party, man. <laughs> so, yeah, we also, um, you know, today we're going to have a good show. We're going to be talking about a lot of the landlord-tenant issues, both residential and commercial. And um, we're going to be uh, diving into that quite shortly. But first, let's, uh, you know, let us all properly introduce ourselves. Um, I'm Bill Sherwood. I'm an attorney. And I'm also a real estate broker. And I've been doing real estate uh, since about 1998. And I've i uh, been doing law for the last four years now, and you know basically I have a more experience than I care to remember when it mm-hmm. comes to landlord tenant issues um, even before going to law school, I was probably in rent court like you know maybe twice a month for twenty years i don 't know but um so rent court yeah rent court oh you know you 're dealing with tenants that have not paid. In oh, Baltimore City. It's a very got fun it. experience. I suggest. It's miserable. <laughs> Don't they just throw the stuff out on the lawn and you come home and your bed and your furniture? No, yeah, it's not the Wild West. They now, can't do that anymore? Well, if it's residential, yeah. you know, there's a lot of rules. If it's commercial, it might as well be the Wild West. But we'll get into that a little bit later. Okay. Okay. Um, so if anybody has any legal questions regarding real estate, I also do family law as well as personal injury, feel free to call the office anytime. Any of the listeners do get a free consult. That number is 410 360 Six six forty four seventeen, and now I'm going to let Yosef and John do their spiels as well. My name is Yosef Cooperman. I practice property and casualty insurance law. Um, that I read insurance policies for money, and I swear it's not boring. <laughs> and uh, our number is four one zero three six six five six zero six. If you have questions about your insurance policies, I think actually Yosef reads his policies for fun sometimes too. If he, <laughs> I, I may in fact have written this proof policy as a long joke before, but okay. I, you know, that's a joke for another time. Okay, I love John? that tagline. You know, <laughs> I swear it's not boring. Well, you know, you need to tell people. People assume that I have the boringest job in the world, and it's not true. The tax lawyers, they have the boringest oh, job yeah, in the world. That's probably and true. Not even in the, the top five. <laughs> I don't know, though. Have you read the tax code? I read it once, and it gave me migraines. <laughs> I just I looked at the book, and I was like, you know what? I'm not taking that class. <laughs> Go ahead, John. And I'm John Koch. I'm with the Koch Insurance Agency, and we focus on auto insurance and homeowners insurance and life insurance for individuals and businesses. Um, we've been in business for about 20, going into the 27th year, and uh I have a two sons in it now, and I have a daughter that kind of helps out. And uh, she's taking the test soon, right? Uh, he just passed the test and uh, is is going. And I have some some close friends and family that work in the agency, so I break every uh, rule in business uh, at, by hiring friends and family. But uh, it's, it's worked out really well. We have uh, close friends that work in the agency, and. Uh, We've been around a long time, and uh, we have a very, very high uh, customer service ranking from our from our clients, and uh, we, we I think we do a pretty good job. Sure. So, um, you know, before we get into our landlord tenant debacles, I did want to bring up one uh, current news article so we can kind of stay current around here. Um, you know, apparently the news was breaking the other day that Trump's attorney Cohen may have recorded some conversations with Trump. Uh, during their consults. Now, here in Maryland, that is absolutely positively, you know, yeah. good way to go right in front of bar council and lose your license. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> Maryland's illegal. And the, the legal principle is that Maryland is a two-party consent state, which means 
Everybody needs to know, every member part of the conversation needs to know they're being recorded. That's why in the customer service line it says, we're recording you for uh, quality assurance. Yes. I know they're not. They're recording you because they want you on tape in case they get into an argument. <laughs> uh, but in New York, you know, it's a one-party state. So in New York, if you know you're recording someone, you can just record them willy-nilly. Each, each and, state varies, right? Yeah, and, exactly. And, so and like it, down here, like, you know, that guy, my comb will be disbarred, and it would also be a crime, and it would be against public policy to use the illegally obtained information. I'm not sure if New York, New York, it's technically legal to go around taping people, you know. But I mean, there, there is an attorney-client privilege yeah. that should be, you know, with their well, conversation. There is an attorney-client privilege, and from the Wall Street Journal's reporting on it, it's not clear whether or not the tape, how the tape went through the privilege review, because all of Michael Cohen's files are going through a big privilege review with a, an independent federal judge and a clean team and a quote dirty team, which is a whole uh, elaborate procedure we don't really want to get into so, on the show. So the tapes were turned up by the FBI. Yeah, the FBI seized them in, in the raid on Michael. What, what state were they seized? In, New York. That, in New York. So, uh, okay, so if they were seized in Washington, would that have been a different outcome? Um, or how about in Maryland? I, in Maryland, I think there might be more grounds to exclude them than in New York because they would be illegally created. Mm -hmm. And there's an argument that illegally created materials should be suppressed. Yeah. Now, the poisonous tree. Yeah, exactly. Now, I'm not certain how. It would seem to me that barring some crazy new information that's not being released, the tapes are probably privileged. And in fact, I don't believe the tapes have been released. There's just been some stories about how the tapes are there and exist. And at this point, everybody is decided they're going to confirm that the tapes exist and say that the tapes favor them. So we don't really yeah. know what's on the tapes. My gut feeling is that they're privileged, but I haven't really read deep into the, the law yeah. of this. Yeah. And I think the reporting, the, without the tapes actually coming out, it's not clear yeah. what's does, even does on Does Mrs. Trump tapes. have access to them? That's the question. <laughs> you, know. <laughs> um, like, you know, I mean, again, this is a situation that needs between Mr. and Mrs. Trump, <laughs> yeah. you know, it doesn't need yeah. to be right. talked about on radio, probably. Yeah. But no, I, no uh, exactly. But like, yeah. I saw that story, the, the breaking news headline, and I'm like, ah, he's going to be disbarred for sure. Because <laughs> it's hard to me to imagine anyone in Maryland taping their clients without their client's permission. Yeah. Right. Um, and it just seems such an obvious and unprofessional. It's illegal. It's I cannot imagine that it's not unethical. Yeah. And, you know, seems and that's not even well. getting into the purpose of the tape. Because what you're, you're taping your client, I, why well, would anyone ever do that? Right, okay, well, right. me, my mind automatically goes to the only reason the purpose would be is to have dirt on the the man that might be present. Yeah, yeah, you're not allowed leverage. to gather dirt yeah. about your clients. That's about as yeah. unethical yeah. as it gets. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's you know, lawyer one ones you're supposed to have be a zealous advocate of your client. You can't be planning to portray them suddenly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Take notes, maybe, but recording <laughs> exactly. And usually, I've seen lawyers do that as like a note-taking technique, but then you mm -hmm. tell the guy, "Yeah, I'm going to tape this, and then I can actively listen instead of trying to write down everything you say." Well, and also, you know, you get their written permission, plus you get them to verbally acknowledge that the fact yeah. that they're being recorded. Oh, yeah, exactly. So that way, you know that everybody knows. What's going on is voluntary. Yeah, yeah exactly. No it's secretly taping people seems to me so bizarre. Yeah. Because, right. like, if your client doesn't want to be taped, then you shouldn't be taping them, period. Yeah. Do, do you know what? It's really crazy that you can, in Maryland, you you have to have permission to tape, but if you want to f videotape somebody, that's perfectly okay. So if I want to stand here and run a videotape of you walking down well, the street. Well, you have to, first, there's a difference between it being in public, and that's why you do see video surveillance Correct. signs. Right. Um, if you had, say, your office, we had an office and we had a videotape without sound that was secretly taping our clients, that would be a That's different. Tape. But if you're in a public yeah, area and, exactly. and you decide you want to just film right. your neighbor out cutting the lawn or swimming yeah. in the pool. Or yeah, you have a lot, exactly, you have a lot <laughs> less uh, protection, privacy protection when you're on a public street or in a public yeah. place. The, the legal standard is what is your expectation of privacy? You know, if you're in a building that you own and run yeah. and somebody's peeking in your window with a video camera, That's different. you have an expectation of privacy inside your property. Yeah. Yeah. If you're out yeah. walking down the street, you should have no expectation of privacy. Yeah. But if you're, if yeah. you have a neighbor and your neighbor, you're having a dispute with your neighbor and he, your neighbor's out, maybe, I don't know, shooting a pellet gun or riding a bike and you're out there videotaping them and they shouldn't be, it's, right. you're just doing that to get under yeah. their skin. That's perfectly okay to do. Exactly. Like, well, mm -hmm. I mean, I, there's a, there's a, Fine point of law, but I believe that's generally the case. Yeah. But, you know, because you're in public. And that's what's shocking about it is that, like, Michael Cohen apparently just taped people secretly in his office, which, <laughs> I mean, can you know, I think, do you know a single lawyer that you've ever heard of doing that? No. I have, well, I've I mean, never even heard of anyone yeah. even wanting to. So yeah. if he had other clients that got snatched up inside of this dragnet that went through with the FBI, right? Yeah. And you have federal officials now listening to tapes. Well, you have, uh, or looking at other documents. You, you have, uh, there's, what the process is, is there's the, the prosecutors, but when you search a lawyer's office, they create a team of people who take their seized documents and sort through it. And then they, everything that they say isn't privileged, you go to a judge. 
and right. not the judge who presides over the case. They get usually get a retired judge because it's a massive amount of work. Yeah. And then the judge makes the decision. And when the judge decides something is not privileged, then it gets given to the actual prosecutor, and you maintain firewalls between them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, you know, if it just seems like it's a good way for a client to, of Cohen's to lose. You know, their expectation that their attorney-client privilege... Oh, yeah, no, you know, exactly. Is, I mean, it's obvious it's very... You know, raiding a lawyer's office is obviously very fraught. You often see this procedure, for yeah. example, when they go after mob lawyers. Right. Um, where they have to, again, you know, just because the guy's in a lawyer doesn't mean it's okay for him to, you know, when he's working for the mafia and he's helping them arrange criminal conspiracies, that's still illegal, and he's not immune just because he's a lawyer. Right. Um, what, what's the difference between that and... And, and you mentioned the yeah. mob and, and grabbing an attorney, and, and you have a client privilege, and the attorney has the right to not say anything, correct? It's the, so the ongoing, the, the participation in crimes and the ongoing commitment of crimes. Yeah, if you right. come to me, if you, let's say, John, if you came to me and you were like, uh, help me murder Bill, and I say, okay, put a dollar in my pocket, that's not going to help because <laughs> Bill's still alive. I'm helping you commit a crime. Right. Um, and it, but if you, ca- if you came to me and you said, I have an ongoing plan to murder Bill, would you like to help? And is it illegal? I can't, that's a, that's I might there's no privilege because yeah. you're actively trying to commit a crime. You're enlisting me to provide consultation on how to get away with it. That's not cool. Right. But if you said to me, I murdered Bill yesterday and now I think the police are on my tail. <laughs> what do I do? That is privilege because it's already in the past. It's already in the past. So um, yeah. uh, someone, some one of my uh, backup staff actually said, uh, just texted me is saying, that, uh, Michael, uh, there's a Newsweek article. Michael Cohen recorded Donald Trump for ins- quote unquote insurance should the president turn on him. Yeah, he's getting disparts. <laughs> so fat. If that's true, that guy's not keeping that's his a, license. That's according to Newsweek, okay? So, uh, yeah. I mean, you know. Um, exactly. I don't that, think Trump's going to call that one fake news. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Well, I mean, I think just the fact, you know, to me that is the, uh, you know, regardless of your opinion of the president, you can't, that's, that Michael Cohen is behaving in a manner that's yeah, outrageous and unethical. Yeah. You can't go around getting insurance on your clients. That contradicts the whole purpose of being a lawyer. Well, yeah, I mean, and, a lawyer, you know, like, I mean, one of those things that I tell my clients is, you know, you can tell me you have a basement full of dead bodies and I can't say anything as long as it's already done. Right. Yeah. You know? now, now I understand the <laughs> distinction. If it's right. in the past, you're okay. Right. I got you. And, you know, mm-hmm. so I try to do that, not hoping to hear about the basement full of dead bodies, of course, but mm-hmm. hoping to let them relax and they can tell me what yeah. I need in order to help them. Oh, yeah, exactly. Because if they lie to me, I can't help them. Yeah, exactly. And you'd be shocked how often clients go and they, they tell you three quarters of the truth and then it turns out that they omitted all the critical details and now you can't help them. Mm-hmm. And you, right. you, 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 we can't help people so, who don't tell so us So this truth. happened in the past. Is this does this mean they can, the FBI can use these tapes and, and um, publicize them? I haven't seen any reporting on how it happened to the privilege review. My gut feeling is that Michael Cohen, that uh, Trump discussing a settlement agreement with Michael Cohen is privileged and that the tapes would be suppressed as privileged. Right. Um, and I'm honestly not certain. All the sources I've seen have not explained how anyone found out about these tapes. All right, let's hold um, on. Uh, let, when we get back uh, from the... Uh, commercials coming up. We're going to have our landlord tenant discussions that we promised. We'll we'll find a way to segue from Trump to real estate. That's going to be too hard. <laughs> yeah, I um, know. That, if Trump anybody has any estate. legal questions, <laughs> give us a call at 410-922-6680 or 1-800-922-6680. And while we're all there, I'm going to find out why Yosef wants to kill me. More after this. WCBM Baltimore. Synergy Realty Company, LLC, is a boutique real estate brokerage built to serve you. Thinking about selling your home? Sellers just mention this ad to list your home for sale with a 1.5% listing fee, which includes a home staging consultation and professional photography. Call 443-776-1846. We also have buyers covered. If you know a first-time home buyer, have them call 443-776-1846 to sign up for a free home buyer seminar that could save them thousands on closing costs, home inspections, and warranties. Are you a real estate investor? Maximize your portfolio by calling 443-776-1846 to schedule a free consultation. Or visit Synergy Realty Company online at SynergyRealtyExperts.com. Or call them, 443-776-1846. You're never going to get as much sleep as you want. That's why you need to make every hour of sleep you do get really count. Hi, I'm Scott Tannen, founder of Bolin Branch. Our sheets are handcrafted from pure, fair trade, 100% organic cotton. Hundreds of thousands of Americans, including three U.S. presidents, sleep better than ever on Bolin Branch sheets. If you order today, we'll give you $50 off your first set of sheets with promo code SLEEP, spelled B-O-L-L and branch.com. Promo code 
sleep. If you're 85 or younger, would you like peace of mind and comfort for your family? We're Final Expense Direct with an urgent message for you. The average funeral today costs over $8,000. Call now for free information about our senior plans. Answer a few simple questions and receive approval right on the phone. Call 800-523-3493. That's 800-523-3493. Again, 800-523-3493. Spice up your wardrobe with Needlepoint. Baldwin Belts is a Baltimore-based Needlepoint company offering Maryland-themed and other various custom-designed belts as well as accessories. All their products are 100% hand-stitched, handmade, and are guaranteed to last. Choose from one of Baldwin Belts' unique designs or customize your own belt to tell your individual story. Their custom-made products make great wedding gifts and graduation presents. Have a big event coming up? Customize a key fob to use as promotional product or gift item. Visit BaldwinBelts.com for more information. As a small business owner, keeping up with the ever-changing marketing and social media trends can be difficult and time-consuming. Let SK Creative Solutions take the responsibility off of your plate. At SK Creative Solutions, they offer various marketing services such as social media management, website design, search engine optimization, and graphic design. SK Creative Solutions is a one-stop shop for all of your small business marketing and advertising needs. Grow your business today with the power of social media and website marketing. Visit skcreativesolutions.com for more information. Most doctors are not trained to diagnose and treat hidden car accident injuries like muscle spasms, back pain, neck pain, and headaches. The problem is that soft tissue injuries are not always visible on x-rays. One of the best ways to detect hidden injuries is a thermography scan. Call Dr. Mitch Adolph, D.C. at 1711 York Road, Lutherville, 1-800-511-BACK to schedule your free thermography scan. Space is limited. Call 800-511-BACK today to schedule your free thermography scan. Coming Saturday, November 10th at the Gordon Center. Two legendary bands, Beatlemania Now and Philadelphia's premier yacht rock band, Boathouse Row, live in concert. VIP and early bird tickets available now at gordoncenter.com. Don't miss it. Beatlemania Now and Boathouse Row for one night only, November 10th, for the first Q concert from Music Radio, Q1370. The views and opinions you hear on Talk Radio 680, WCBM, and WCBM.com are not necessarily those of the owners, management, employers, and advertisers of WCBM, but they should be. Law Talk with Bill Sherwood on Talk Radio 680 WCBM and WCBM.com. Well, welcome back. Uh, you know, before the break, we were uh, finishing up talking about Trump and his lawyer issues. Um, you know, it's it's usually bad if your attorney is looking for insurance policies against you. Yeah. Uh, you know, that that's not what, you know, attorneys are supposed to be doing. They're supposed to be helping their clients, like help landlords when they get in trouble. And yes, that was yeah. a very subtle as a, sh- as a shovel, um, but. A subtle um, shovel. Yeah, subtle <laughs> shovel. Um, but now, so we're going to, yeah, uh, switch into. Yeah, it's spades. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to switch into, uh, you know, landlord tenant, uh, issues now. Yeah, we'll do this um, deeper. You know, a, a lot of my experience has been in Baltimore City, but I have, had the fun of being in a lot of the other jurisdictions in and around Baltimore, even far out to Cecil County, um, which was the one time that I actually lost a, a landlord-tenant issue. Mm. Um, you know, when you know, I don't even want to go there. It's just saying I don't want to go back out there because you know it ruined my almost perfect record. <laughs> but um, so, you know, a landlord can get into a lot of trouble if they don't follow all the rules. Uh, you know, in registration, getting lead certs, and just making sure they cross every T and dot every I with all their documentation. Um, you know, I've been in cases where, you know, landlords have not been able to get tenants evicted because the tenant wasn't paying, the tenant's being a bad person, but they didn't have their registration. They didn't have their lead certs. And there's a, there's a lot of different headaches that pop up for the landlord going down this, I know both personally and for managing other properties. And it's hard to get people out, correct? If if they're not paying, even if they're not paying, it's hard to get them out. Right. Well, uh, I think the timeline's important because the timeline captures just how hard it is. Mm-hmm. If you have a tenant who on, say, you know, on January 1st doesn't pay, then usually you have to give them five days. Of, you know, you have late periods because people don't go to court immediately because they don't want to blow up their relationship with the guy because they need the, they, they hope the guy right. will turn back into a paying tenant and it's a one-off. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but let's say that then, you know, a week later, so January 7, you filed your, your failure to pay rent. You're going to get a trial date, what, two weeks? Give or take. Depending yeah. on jurisdiction. So on January 21, you showed up in court, and the tenant shows up, and the tenant files a false rent escrow action. Hmm. I mean, let's say we're talking about a tenant that's just malevolent, and it's just not true. But the tenants vandalized your house to make it look like it could be true to an inspector who doesn't know the story. And it happens really, uh, really absolutely often. Absolutely, it happens so often. So yeah. then you're going to have to, you're going to get set in for your rent escrow hearing, um, and your case will be delayed. The rent will be told to be paid into escrow. Uh, assuming that they pay literally no money, then you're going to go and have your rent escrow hearing, so you're probably now, what, February 7, my guess? Is, yes. And you're told that there is no escrow and that you can evict. Um, and at that point, when you can evict, um, you get sent back to you get sent back to rent court, right? To go have your rent court hearing, and you're well. Gonna, sometimes the the rent escrow judge will hear the rent hear the uh, failure to pay rent notice there. Sure, right? exactly. But sometimes, right? Sometimes, yeah. But it is, here's what's worse: what if they believe the tenant? Yep. And, and they say, okay, inspectors out. They give you fines for not getting the repairs done, mm-hmm. and you know all kinds of you know. Bad things happening to the landlord that's really innocent. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. Doesn't, the, doesn't the tenant have to pay into the pay the rent task to do that? Right. Now, yeah, so people can, if a house is damaged, they can hold back from paying well, the rent? Well, so that, they might say, well, Your Honor, I've had to pay, you know, if the refrigerator's broke, right? right? Yep. I had to pay X amount of dollars because I couldn't keep food in the refrigerator. Right. Uh, I couldn't, the stove is broke, so I can't cook food. Mm-hmm. And I'm going out to eat all the time, so I don't I have see. the money to pay that right now. Yep. So the, 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 or they can allege some sort of issue where they had to go stay at a friend's house. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the judge can do an abatement where it's, if instead of a thousand dollars of rent, you might get two hundred or five hundred right. yep. or whatever. And if you get abated down to like two hundred dollars of rent, then he can put two hundred dollars of rent, mm-hmm. and that's the most money you'll ever see yeah. the money he pays in. Yeah. And oh, you're not going to get your your eviction is not going to be able to go through until until he you finish the repairs. Otherwise, it just gets put into escrow. You don't see a penny. How right. about cases where uh, more people end up in the home than originally bargained for? In other words, they have other people start moving. In. Maybe they're subleasing a well, couple they, of rooms. You know, it's a breach of contract. Is that a breach of contract? Breach of contract is, a, is, is a whole that also difficult to whole different procedure? Whole different procedure. I mean, like yeah. to, to keep it straight because there's the, the rent escrow procedure. Let's say three months later, you get it all repaired. The inspector comes out. You take the pictures. At that point, the judge may or may not give you the rent money that's being held in escrow. Right. So they might give you 600 instead of 3000 But how are you going to finance those repairs if all your rent escrow money, rent money is abated or held in escrow? Right. And if you're and a big you're still landlord, making a mortgage payment on the house, yeah. presumably. Exactly. Right. If you're a big landlord, then you have operating accounts and you cover it. If you're a small guy, yeah. then you're, you're, you wind up deeper and deeper in the hole, yeah. and your tenant is still not out. Because mom and pop landlord, it's right. very, very how, hard for mom and yeah. pop landlord how, to make how money. How about these companies that represent um, people that are these the, the property managers. Is that a good idea for the mom I, and pop shops to? I to can't s- imagine how it's how how people do it. Like when you have one property, right. I can't imagine how it's economically viable to not use a property manager. Right. My recollection is most of them charge about ten percent. I'm well, told. I mean, well, the problem is that the mortgages and the taxes are so high, like in the city, that you know if if you have any any kind of debt service on the property, you're um, profit margins are so razor thin that you probably can't afford yeah. the property yeah, managers exactly. to yeah. make money. Right. I mean, if yeah. your goal is, you if know, you're renting for a thousand, but seven hundred of that is right. just covering mortgage, right. and you only have three hundred dollars to cover everything. Right. You're paying a hundred of that to the property manager. Now it's only two hundred dollars a profit a month. Right. And oh wait, you just have a relatively minor repair. There goes a year's profit. Yeah. Right. I mean, or you just, know, like a heating system goes up. You lost yeah. two years worth. Yeah. Of well, it doesn't take much to to, yeah. to get any. I don't care if you got a leaky faucet; it's going to cost a couple right. hundred bucks. And if you have a two hundred dollar uh, margin each month, it's it well. I mean, where, where the mom and pop stuff. landlords will make their money is they'll go in and do a lot of the work themselves. Yep. And that's how they maintain, you know, the yeah. profit. But of but, course, they're not getting free money; they're getting a job. Right. You know, and they're, they're, it's not like they're just a landlord. You know, people used to give this investment advice that you would own all these properties and then the rent would come in and then you would have money but no work. Right. And that's not how it really happens. No, no. What really right. happens is you have a whole job repairing all your properties and if you're lucky and the, you know, the stars align, then you wind up net profitable. Yeah. 
Um, and it's it and then maybe at the end of the mortgage term, in t- fifteen or thirty years, you have a yeah. piece of well, asset. Well, you're, you're building equity. Yeah. Absolutely. If you break even, you're at least building. Yeah. You're right. That's right. the that, that you know. It's got to be. You know, right. if you're thinking real estate is a get rich scheme, it's not. Yeah. It's it, you know, it's a maybe attain wealth very slowly scheme. Yeah. It's funny you HGTV know. doesn't present it that way. It just <laughs> seems like you yeah. just buy the house no, and get exactly. in and, I think and it's, flip it's, houses for millions. It's terrible investment advice that encourages people to make decisions they don't understand and you know lose all their money. So if anybody out in the listening audience is thinking of becoming a landlord, don't do it in Baltimore City, A. And B, you know, don't listen to HGTV or any of the people on any of the cable networks. Go and talk to someone who's been through it a lot. You know, find a real estate agent, find a property manager, some professional that knows what they're doing and talk to them, buy them lunch and see, what, you know, where you can make money as a landlord. Don't just, you know, listen what to all the What about TV. when you say don't go in the city? What about the, isn't, some of the rent guaranteed by the government in the Section Eight type oh, yeah. housing is that you a get Section Eight in the county too? Yeah, the county yeah, doesn't like county, it. City both. So is yeah. Section Eight a bad? No, it's great. But like you have to make sure you cross all the T's and dot all the I's with right. um, all the inspections and yeah. everything else. But once you get past the inspections. The money's the guaranteed. It shows up on yeah. every month in your yeah. checking account. Yeah. Now, but then there's always other headaches too. Of if them, the tenant tears the house up, correct? They you, don't have any money. They're judgment proof. The house is gone. Oh yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly. In, in the American system, if the tenant wrecks your house and tenant has no money, then you can get a judgment against the guy. You know. But if you can get a ten million dollar judgment against someone, but if it doesn't survive bankruptcy and they don't have any money, yeah, it's, then it's, what, what wasn't what the paper <laughs> yeah. you wrote it, wrote it on? I don't know how many uh, landlords I've you know gotten judgments for, yeah. and then we start looking around trying to collect the judgments. There's nothing there. It's yeah. not worth it. It's That's a really tough job. I, I just still can't see how anybody can can go through that and do it. I mean, I see flipping homes and buying them and making money, but but well, you've just it, I, I guess you really got to be a good manager and a good fixer upper and a. And, uh, yeah, well, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot I know of there's a lot of people. Too. Yeah, that's I've got true. a lot of clients. Oh, I, I, I'm not saying that. That I'm but, trying um, to pull yeah. high quarters out of fires yeah. because a contractor ripped them off. Absolutely. You know, so, you know they bought the house too much. Mm-hmm. The, you know, they're having some issue with their mortgage company because they forced yep. some insurance that shouldn't have been. Yep. Yep. I mean, unless, unless somebody has a pile of their own money to do the flip, yeah. I, you know, you've got to be really careful yeah. because, again, one thing goes wrong. It just cascades, yep. you know. Yep. I mean, and people do make a lot of money in real estate. I oh, mean, yeah, yeah. But they have to know what they're doing, yep. have to have a lot of help and a good professionals. And one thing that I always, and, and I'll put my plug in here for the insurance, so if you're thinking yeah. of becoming a landlord, you are a landlord, you really ought to insist that the people renting your home carry renter's insurance. It's very inexpensive, and it, right. and it also can help protect the landlord if something crazy happens and somebody's hurt on the property, because if the tenant doesn't have any money, I guess the next person in line is going to be the landlord. Sure. Well, don't you usually, when you get those dwelling policies, um, don't you don't, don't usually have a liability and a property component? Yep, all comes together. Yeah. It, you know, 150 bucks a year, you get $100,000 in liability plus, you know, well, here's 30 some, grand in property. Yeah. Here's another thing, too. Um, for the landlord that has a vacant property, he needs to talk to his insurance agent Absolutely. and let them know that the property is now vacant. Yes. Because if you don't tell them it's vacant and something happens, correct. that policy is not going to cover the loss. That, that is yeah. absolutely correct. The, 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 the insurance company needs to know whether it's vacant or not vacant because yep. the, the policy form changes. Oh, it yeah, can exactly. be covered, but it's just they've yeah, got exactly. to know up front. There's a difference. And there's also, if you have a home you're living in and you move out, you need a, you need a landlord policy. Because your homeowner's policy is a, usually the standard one is a yes. residential res, uh, it's a owner occupied. Yeah. And there's a big difference between owner occupied and tenant occupied and vacant. Yeah. And you buy the wrong policy, they will not pay. A- absolutely. Right. Yeah, I mean, and, basically, you might not even get the refund of the premium. I mean, it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for landlords, too, there's another quirky thing. Some, a lot of the companies on landlords' policies, some coverages are optional. For example, theft. And vandalism. So right. your house can be vandalized. And if you don't have that right, the riders aren't expensive, but if you don't yeah. have them on the policy, you're going to be paying for that yourself. So um, as a landlord, yeah. you know, that's... Oh, that's, yeah, exactly. You need the, the vandalism coverage. Is One of the things you're doing is insuring against your tenant wrecking all your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and older homes, when people buy them, too, a lot of the companies, too, if your home's over 50 years old, you can only get actual cash value right. uh, yeah. on, on the home. Well, so be, be, be aware of that, that you, too. And I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, that's good. But I think I was thinking about this too with 
when you know you're talking about landlord perils, you know you have a lot of these landlords that have put their properties in LLCs, thinking that oh I'm protected, okay. yeah. right? No, all, you mean you might lose your property in that LLC, yeah. and if there's some way for them to pierce the corporate veil, like with lead poisoning, they will, and then you're out of luck. Yeah. But so like my suggestion would be to see somebody like John or whatever get an umbrella policy. Absolutely. You know, make sure your uh, your landlord policy has uh, you know the lead coverages on it, yep. or lead riders, yep. but um. Yeah. You know, just um, you know, yeah. you make sure you talk to your professionals in your group. Uh, and I'm getting a little uh, a little window popping up. There's a severe thunderstorm warning for Anne Arundel and Prince George's County. So if anybody's in that listening area out there, please, you know, you know, look at your weather apps, take shelter. It looks like something may be coming. I'm not a weatherman, uh, you know. So <laughs> please. No. Oh no! Um, I, bet, I bet everyone in Ellicott City's got oh, beaded breath with this yeah, So um, we're going to return with some more landlord tenant uh, headaches and how to avoid them right after these messages. Synergy Realty Company LLC is a boutique real estate brokerage built to serve you. Thinking about selling your home? Sellers just mention this ad to list your home for sale with a 1.5% listing fee, which includes a home staging consultation and professional photography. Call 443-776-1846. We also have buyers covered. If you know a first-time home buyer, have them call 443-776-1846 to sign up for a free home buyer seminar that could save them thousands on closing costs, home inspections, and warranties. Are you a real estate investor? Maximize your portfolio by calling 443-776-1846 to schedule a free consultation. Or visit Synergy Realty Company online at SynergyRealtyExperts.com. Or call them, 443-776-1846. Clouds and periods of rain will keep temperatures below average, not only wrapping up the weekend today, but starting off the work week as well. For the rest of this afternoon, there will be the potential for some more scattered showers and thunderstorms moving through with temperatures in the upper 70s to low 80s and a wet night with showers and thunderstorms likely. The overnight low temperature will drop down to 73. Area of low pressure is going to keep the wet weather pattern going into Monday and Tuesday with showers and thunderstorms likely each day at high temperatures in the low 80s. I'm Jeff Marr from the Weather Channel for Talk Radio 680 WCBS. You're never going to get as much sleep as you want. That's why you need to make every hour of sleep you do get really count. Hi, I'm Scott Tannen, founder of Bolin Branch. Our sheets are handcrafted from pure, fair trade, 100% organic cotton. Hundreds of thousands of Americans, including three U.S. presidents, sleep better than ever on Bolin Branch sheets. If you order today, we'll give you $50 off your first set of sheets with promo code SLEEP, spelled B-O-L-L and branch.com. Promo code sleep. If you're 85 or younger, would you like peace of mind and comfort for your family? We're Final Expense Direct with an urgent message for you. The average funeral today costs over $8,000. Call now for free information about our senior plans. Answer a few simple questions and receive approval right on the phone. Call 800-523-3493. That's 800-523-3493. Again, 800-523-3493. When you got married, you took a vow to always be there for each other till death do you part. But what if the unthinkable happens? Would your spouse be able to make it alone financially? You need Allstate Life Insurance. Baltimore Allstate agent John Koch can help you get the coverage you need at an affordable price. Call John today, 410-931-1400, and ask for a complimentary life insurance review. Are you in good hands? Life insurance offered by Allstate Life Insurance Company, Northbrook, Illinois, and Lincoln Benefit Life Company, Lincoln, Nebraska. Have you ever considered a career in radio production, sales, or marketing? It's a fun and challenging profession that helps area business people make the most of their marketing dollars. As a radio professional, you will call on, produce, and or guide businesses and advertising agencies to help them attract new customers, communicate their message, and be part of their marketing team. Email your your resume to radio sales manager at gmail.com. That's radio sales manager at gmail.com. Stay connected and informed. Download the WCBM 680 mobile phone app for your smartphone at WCBM.com. And now more of Law Talk with Bill Sherwood on Talk Radio 680 WCBM and WCBM.com. Welcome back. Uh, we're talking about landlord-tenant 
issues today. Uh, if anybody has any legal questions whatsoever, feel free to jump in. The numbers to reach us are 410-922-6680 or 1-800-922-6680. Don't be afraid to call. Yeah, yeah. you know. You Don't know, be afraid. Yeah, it's getting ready to be raining out there. Run yeah, to your radio on and your phone and call. On. <laughs> yeah. Now, and, uh, it doesn't have to be a landlord-tenant issue. We'll take any call. But the... Um, before the last commercial break, we were talking about a lot of the headaches that landlords have and, you know, and some of the things they can do to reduce their risk. Now, you know, it's, you know, switch on the other side of the coin. Tenants. There are a lot of landlords out there that take advantage yes. of tenants. Yeah. Um, Baltimore City, you know, they have a, a lot of tenant friendly laws when it comes residential. But when you go commercial, it might as well be the Wild West. Mm-hmm. We'll get to the commercial stuff. Or, you know, in the next in the next segment, but residential wise, I, I wanted to hit that first because it was more in line with what we we're already talking about. Um, a lot of times, if a landlord doesn't do a repair, um, and you know, if they don't get lead certifications, yeah, you know, there are things that are health or safety issues that pop up. Yeah, you know, if you have a family, you have young children, you got to be careful with some of these. Properties. Yeah, you feel sorry for people that get into those situations, and and you know they they feel there's nothing they can really do, right? Other right. than you, you, that's something that you guys could get involved, right. with, Right, to help. I mean, there's been plenty of times that I've represented landlords, but just as many of times lately, I've been representing the tenants. Yeah, been rent escrow issues, uh, you know, or you know somehow that a landlord has breached their contract. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, one of the things that it just needs to be done for the for the tenants. Like day one, start looking at your lease. Right, right. You know, and before you sign it, get someone, you know, preferably an attorney or at least maybe a real it. estate agent. Okay, mm-hmm. somebody that's been around a little bit to even come you look. Yeah. You know, and see, you know, see if there's anything out there. You should, you know, see a lot of clear language, whatever that contract is. I was going to say, what's hidden generally? What, like, what are the top two things that are hidden in a lease, or what, or, or that the landlords leave out? Conveniently, well, or... I mean, uh, well, a lot of times with commercial. I mean, again, we're jumping around here, but mm-hmm. a lot of times with commercial, who's responsible for the taxes of the property? Right, right, right. With a residential, it could be who's you know they, they sometimes the landlords will try to offset their profits by making the tenants do some of the repairs or right. maybe cut the grass or shovel the snow, mm-hmm. and if it's not clear. You know, may, may, you know, maybe there's something in there that you missed as a tenant, and the landlord can find you fifty bucks plus the cost of cutting you're, the grass. You're right. I, I remember I, this was a commercial lease, but when I leased my office space years ago, mm-hmm. I didn't realize it. I assumed the building owner took care of everything. While well, I'm, I'm responsible for the air conditioning unit on the building, right. and that's a commercial air conditioning <laughs> unit that's probably. Ten thousand dollars, I'm sure, right. and I'm responsible for maintaining it as well as if it goes down, I've got to replace it. That's in the lease, and, right. and I had no clue until we started having problems with the so, air conditioning. It never reminds me of another instance for mm-hmm. residential tenants. You know, a lot of the tenants are supposed to cha- um, ha- have language in their lease where it tells them they have to change the uh, filter elements inside their HVAC yes. systems, right? And if they don't, then and the machine and the system breaks. Who's responsible for the cost of the, you know, the landlord might say, Hey, you were supposed to change this right. and now it's broke. Maybe it's your fault. Is the tenant going to have $3,500, $5,000 to fix right. the heat HVAC system? Yeah, that's a, you that's know? a great. I, I think point. that what also helps understand those transactions, you can write anything you want in the lease. Mm-hmm. But realistically, if you're the tenant, are you about to go sue your landlord? The answer is usually that some of your landlords are expensive and difficult. So, yeah. you know, they push the envelope a little. Similarly, the landlord, um, often is more ability, but the landlord doesn't want to sue its tenant either. Right. And mm-hmm. I think one of the things you see in the lease is this attempt to kind of try to create language to try to pressure the other side into stepping up and doing things. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Because simply because no one it's not worth fighting about. Yeah. If you have a choice between suing your landlord or mowing your lawn, one of those right. is easy and it's well, not suing the landlord. Well, I feel I like. Remember when Jane Santoni was in the studio a couple of weeks ago? I yeah. liked her advice. Maybe like the same when you go to buy a car. Maybe when you go to rent a, a space, you should get the lease up front, read it, and take it to an attorney up front right. to look at it, as opposed to hey, how are we going mean, to handle this? After well, you the know, fact? if somebody was thinking that you know, hey, you know, I'm I'm barely getting the money together to move, go to legal aid. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Legal aid's free yeah. attorneys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you can't afford an attorney, go to take at least the legal aid. Right. Say, look, should I be worried about this? Make yeah. an appointment with them. That's what they're there for. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So. But, you know, if you have a little more wherewithal, by all means, find an attorney. Call my office, whatever, right? Yeah. 
we can go over to Leaseball line by line and say, this is where things are. Yeah. And this is where it, it could you, be a problem. You really do need a professional like an attorney because I, you know, I, I can yeah. read obviously and I understand English, but I, I've, it, Joseph, I've looked at insurance policies and they'll, I'll ask if there's coverage and I'll go to read the, the terms and I, I need to get a, an explanation if, even if I've read it three times. Hey, right. can you explain this to me? It's, it's so no, crazy. Exactly. So. It's, it's hyper technical and a lot of it is caused by people copy pasting bad forms. Yeah. Right. Um, you can write clear leases, but people don't because it's easier to hit copy paste. Why put the money into building a better document? Right. <laughs> um, and I think though, like I have a, a friend who just rented their first apartment, and they have uh, two master's degrees. And they they asked me, oh, could you read a lease? So I read a lease for them. And like, oh, what about this? What about that? And I'm looking at it, and they mistook a uh, a choice of law clause, which is a, a clause that says that you're using Maryland law and not Pennsylvania or not DC. And they mistook that from a conformity to local statute provision. Which is, is that the same lease you were asking me about with the repair clause? Yep. Okay. Exactly, with the repair clause. And, you know, it's just like the level of misunderstanding. And, like, they're not, you know, they have two master's degrees. Yeah. They, are, they, are, they have more degrees than I do. So, but because they're not lawyers, yeah. they... So the they have a hard time convincing someone that, uh, well, we misunderstood, right? They're right. going to oh, yeah. look oh, into yeah. that and say... Well, just because somebody's you, you know got an MD, a PhD, or whatever, doesn't, doesn't mean they can no, understand the terminology. I, we, I, you know, we get eight, you know 100-year-old <laughs> words that nobody's used and throw them into contracts because yeah. it makes us sound like better lawyers sometimes. Yeah, yeah I think people <laughs> yeah. can't tell the difference between uh, good and bad lawyers, and one of the ways they do it is if the lawyer uses a bunch of big words they don't understand, they assume that this means that the lawyer must know something they don't, because otherwise, why would they use the words? <laughs> um, and the answer yeah. is that the lawyer has a good copy-paste function and may not know what the words uh, the words mean either well, well the funny yeah. thing i you know one time i had a client hire me for a deed right mm-hmm. and i did a version of the deed and then they were like this deed doesn't look like the last one i had it's not in the same shape the same format it's not these things it doesn't have the same terminology it's like yeah the last deed you had was drafted in 1960 something oh geez. right oh, uh, the legal terminology and lingo has changed a little bit yeah. now i look I'm just trying to make sure that it's very crystal clear who's getting what. Yeah. yeah. And they drove me nuts for weeks until finally <laughs> I just redrafted <laughs> the entire deed yeah. the way it was from circa 1960 whatever yeah. and went out and bought special yeah. legal paper. To, to, to yeah. me, that would be the definition of a good lawyer is somebody that puts it in plain English and, and follow. <laughs> yeah. Is it Warren Buffett that says don't invest in anything that you can't explain to a yep. six-year-old? No, I exactly. Mean, it's, law yeah, exactly. be the same way. Especially with a lease. If it's not it's not something that a four-year-old child can understand, then it's probably something's wrong with it. Right. Uh, um, because know, it shouldn't be hard to figure out how you're divvying up the rights to use a bit of property, yeah. and if if it involved twenty five pages of legalese, two dense and small, two dense to read and small print, that you can't make head or tails up. There's something wrong with the document. Yeah. No. Like, you don't always have the, the leverage to negotiate out of that. Maybe the guy's like, "My way or the highway." And you really want the place, but yeah. if you right. can, I, you know, yeah. Um, well, I mean, a lot of times too, what gets people is what the document doesn't say. You know, what terms are being omitted? Mm-hmm. You know, what terms are ambiguous? Right? Mm-hmm. Because where you know if you know, the landlord thinks, you know, everything is going to be about apples and the tenant thinks everything's going to be about oranges. Right. They're headed for trouble. Yeah. And it may be everybody has really good intentions, yeah. but, you know, they're speaking I, about two different things. Yeah. I remember going back to, again, years ago, leasing my first uh, commercial spot and I was going to rent 1,200 square feet of space in a building. And it was so much per square foot. I don't remember what it was at the time, 12 bucks or 13 bucks a square foot. So I did the math in my head. I took $12 times 1,200 and came up with the figure and thought, okay, that's my... Well, I get the bill uh, in the mail, and it was substantially higher than what I had calculated. And and, uh, so I called the... The uh, property manager, he says, oh, we use the the Bonner method of calculators. <laughs> that was written right in the contract. I, God knows there's another method of uh, calculating yeah. square foot, but All apparently right. there let's, is. <laughs> let's keep, let's uh, finish that conversation up after these messages. WCBM Baltimore. Don't you just love that music? It means 1-800-GOT-JUNK is on the job. It's happy music, because we're happy to crawl through your attic and dig through your basement. We make junk disappear anytime, anywhere. All you have to do is point. We're hands-on, hardworking, hungry for your approval, and happy, 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 happy. We drive clean, shiny trucks and wear snappy, happy uniforms, because we're proud of what we do. We're the original and world's largest full-service junk removal company. All you have to do is point. Point at something in the garage. 
Gone. Point at something in the yard. Gone. Point at something in the shed. I think they get the idea. We work until midnight, seven days a week. Just call us 90 minutes before you need us to be there. 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Or visit 1-800-GOT-JUNK.COM. If you're currently thinking about buying a home or refinancing your mortgage, it is very important to choose a solid, reputable title company to handle your real estate closing. And one of the best around is Summit Title Company. Summit Title has handled thousands of real estate closings in Maryland since 1985. And they are committed to the highest level of service at competitive fees. They're owned and managed by experienced real estate attorneys who work with a dedicated, professional staff to ensure smooth quality service for each transaction. Summit Title is located in the heart of Towson, but their settlement officers travel to any location in Maryland that is convenient for closing. So if you or someone you know is buying a home or refinancing a mortgage, you should contact Summit Title Company. Their phone number is 410-583-5353. Or you can find them online at summittitlecompany.net. Hi, I'm Chris Wallace, inviting you to tune in this Sunday at 5 p.m. for an hour-long interview with today's newsmakers. That's Fox News Sunday on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. And now more of Law Talk with Bill Sherwood on Talk Radio 680 WCBM and WCBM.com. Oh, welcome back. We have our final segment here. We're talking about all the landlord-tenant issues. And, um, you know, for tenants, you know, one of the things, you know, besides getting someone to review, you know, the residential tenants, one besides getting them to review your land, uh, landlord lease, also go get a renter's policy. Okay, that renter's policy will cover you. Like, say, if the house gets on fire, if um, you know there's some kind of flood, yep. make sure you get the you know the the um, was it the sewer backup rider yeah, or whatever. Yeah, there's protection for content, your furniture, your clothes, your TVs, your computers, all those types of things. And then if you have a big party and somebody comes over and you end up being sued for uh, like Joseph throws wild parties at his at his pad. <laughs> I could not possibly. He's, he's possibly a very uh, eligible comment, bachelor you know, and, by the and, way. Uh, <laughs> and he leaves the broom left in the kitchen floor and somebody trips and breaks their neck and, right. and he sues you, you know, so you've got coverage for that. I can neither confirm nor deny rumors <laughs> of tripwires. <laughs> so, you know, and, and I know I talked about this briefly before with the commercial tenants. There's not a lot of regulations in a lot of jurisdictions that guarantee any of the commercial tenants you know, a lot of rights right. or any rights. Um, you know, I don't know how many cases have been brought into where there's been some kind of question between the landlord and the commercial tenant. The commercial tenant goes and complains to whatever jurisdiction they're in about whatever yeah. the landlord's not doing. Yeah, and. You know, they're like, well, you're you're your commercial tenant, so you know you're supposed to be educated enough to make a good I think, deal. I think you're right. I think the landlord in those cases, commercially, always sort of has the upper hand because you're right. They assume that because you're in business, that you should understand what you're getting into. And a lot of times, again, we're you know, I'm an insurance agent. I'm not a real estate analyst, and, right. and I'm I don't oh, sure exactly. And, and you know, the system needs to believe that to function. Kind of like everyone agrees to pretend that people read and understand their contracts, right. and. You need to pretend that because otherwise you couldn't have contracts. You couldn't, right. you couldn't have mass-produced contracts, and every contractual battle would include a meta-dispute about whether or not the guy actually understood it. It might right. be more work for lawyers. We'd just be hired to sit at every contract signing, right? Yeah, I mean, there would probably be a yeah. lot more of it. You'd have an elaborate procedure, and it would be great for us, but terrible for society. Right. But I think, though, that most people don't understand the contract terms. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if you've got a business and your landlord says, uh, you do X or I lock you out, then... You do X because if he if he locks you out, then he might not get rent, but you'll be broke. Right. Well, even okay. So that right there, lockout. If you go and lock out a residential tenant, you can go to jail as a landlord. Right. Right. Yep. Right. If they if if you have a tenant accuse you of that, you better go lawyer up with a criminal attorney. Right. 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 But as a commercial landlord, you can, do, you can yeah. go and change the locks. Yeah. Keep everything in there. And guess what? Nobody's going to bat an eyelash. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You'll just show up in court the next day with a breach of contract But you know what yeah. though? If their business, their cash flow is gone, and that means you have all the leverage in the world, um, and they now have to go hire lawyers to fight with you, and that requires them to have cash and access to capital, and every moment that their thing is shut up, more of their customers are wandering by and saying, oh, they're out of business. Something must have gone wrong. Yeah. Right. 
So, well, what's it, it for the average business person or a tenant that was, and they want to come to, to Bill Sherwood or Joseph Kupperman and say, hey, can you read this for me? What, what, what's it cost somebody to do something? Well, I mean, like we, that? Don't, we normally do free consults for, you know, for the, you know, for the beginning part yeah. of that, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, we figure we're going to build a relationship and get yeah. work later on, yeah. you know. To me, it makes sense. Right. I mean, get, get, read, somebody knows what they're talking about. I mean, a lot of attorneys at. may charge, um, you know, a consult fee or something really, you know, a couple hundred bucks to go and sit down and, yeah. but, have but a well worth it. I mean, that could yeah. be. Yeah, misunderstanding you, a contract exactly. could cost you a couple hundred oh, yeah. easy. And you know, I met some people who were like, "Oh, the contract's ambiguous. Well, we'll fight about it." Now, if if the contract's ambiguous and you have a chance before you sign it to fix that and get on the same page, yeah. it's much better to get on the same page where you can still change things than after stuff have gone wrong. And they're like, "You agreed to this, and the knives come out." Because right. if you start talking about ambiguity when there's a dispute, many people interpret that as dishonest. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And you, if you can fix, you, if you fix the an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Yeah. And a lot of attorneys' fees. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, I mean, also too with the commercial landlords, you know, like you said earlier, um, they'll make the tenants responsible for fixing a lot of things yeah. that could get very costly. Yeah. They'll make them purchase insurance policies, which yeah. they should if somebody yeah. slips and falls for any kind yeah. of issue there. Absolutely. And I'm sure you offer those commercial policies. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. You, you need a certificate. Yeah. They'll always ask for a certificate, which is generally protecting them against liability, but they want to make sure that you know the right policies yeah. in place. But exactly. And it's usually some form of a document called the Commercial General Liability Policy. Yeah. I sued a bunch of people over them. They're incredibly complex. <laughs> right. They will put you to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, again, it's probably written by an army of attorneys that like to talk yep. with language of 20, 30 well, years ago. It's, it's written by, it's actually written by an agency called the Insurance Service Offices, which is like a, the ISO, which is a, a insurance composite. But it's a very complex document. Mm-hmm. It's mostly standardized across states. And it is, it will, I, this will cure insomnia. It is an elaborate, <laughs> absurdly complex technical document. And that's even before they start adding in the dozen endorsements. Right. Uh, but it's not for the faint of heart. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, a commercial landlord can close the shop up for someone if they fail to get an insurance policy. They sure. fail to have their workers' compensation oh, absolutely. policy. And, you know, I've, I've been involved in litigation about this before where somebody didn't pay an electric bill. Yeah. Shut down. You know? So, yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're thinking of starting a business, please talk to an attorney yeah. before you start doing anything, yeah. okay? Yeah. Because you're going to be... You know, inundated with all kinds of commercial issues with your landlord. You you know, you need someone that's been there to help push yeah, you in that and direction. Let the attorney read your contracts right. before you sign them. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's definitely a better a better way. Now we've got about a minute and a half left, gentlemen. So I figure we should go back into our our our, uh, our outros here, or what, opposite of intro, whatever intro, that is. Outro. It's an outro. 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 I, I think outro is the appropriate term. Of okay. Art. All right. I, I thought I was making stuff up. You know, nope. fake news or something. Nope. Everyone else is making up too, so it's okay. That's how English works. <laughs> All right. Get enough so, people to buy into the illusion, and somehow it becomes true. <laughs> so again, Bill Sherwood with Sherwood Legal Services. I have a lot of experience with both landlord and tenant issues, as well as uh, anything commercial and anything real estate. So if you have any of those questions, please give me a call. The office number is 410-366-4417. And now, Yosef. Um, my name is Joseph Cooperman with the Law Offices of Robert L. Symes. We practice property and casualty insurance law. Our phone number is 410-366-5606. John Coke, Coke Insurance Agency, auto, home, and life insurance, 410-931-1400. And thanks again for everybody listening in. And um, we hope to see you guys next. Well, here for you guys to hear us next week would be the proper term, yes. I guess. Yes. And uh, we'll be here at 2 o'clock, ready to start talking to you. Talk Radio 680, WCB.